Welcome to Show Don't Tell, a podcast by Telscreen's team of Wes Harris and Kent Harris, sharing their stories of being in the eye care industry in their unique, honey style with facilitator Christy. All right. So, you know, the point of getting together is we're going to learn a little bit about marketing as we go. And uh, hopefully we'll get to communicate some something useful to our audience. And I think, uh, you know, that marketing topic is one that's near and dear to my heart because as engineers, we start out knowing none of it. <laughs> and uh, I was just kind of reminded about all the all the things I've learned about marketing in the in the past couple of years. Don't shop on Wednesday mornings. That's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> What's the big deal about Wednesday mornings? Uh, Wednesday mornings, first Wednesday morning of the month is Senior Citizen Day at your local Kroger's. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't shop on Wednesday mornings. See, I wouldn't know that. <laughs> so, so marketing works on Senior Citizens <laughs> at least, <laughs> and don't cross paths. <laughs> I'm not. To, I'm not to that speed yet. When <laughs> I accelerate to that level, and I'll go on Wednesday morning. Yeah, it's competitive shopping. Is yeah. that why it's five dollars sushi day on Wednesdays? I don't know, but oh, it's Mondays in Lexington. At least that's what Kate uh, told me. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've been a Best Buy Rewards member for probably a decade or so now. And so as a result, I get the marketing emails and the the daily touching mm-hmm. base. And you know, usually they have a sale like every day. It's a Best Buy three-day sale. It's a four-day savings event. It's a Cyber Monday sale. And today's email was the Best Buy 24-hour flash sale. And I said, okay, so it sounds like you know, there's something here I need to you know, go check out. What does Best Buy have? What kind of tech am I missing? Uh, so, I said, okay, I guess that works. And uh, yeah, earlier this year, um, I went out and, you know, I'm getting older. I'm, I'm over 55. And uh, so I went to Dick's Sporting Goods and I bought my pickleball paddle. And, you know, once you do that, then you, I might as well be a Dick's Sporting Goods rewards member because, you know, you get a sure, percent back. And, yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. And uh, so naturally, I'm now getting the Dick's Sporting Goods emails that tell me all about the Under Armour apparel that's on sale or, you know, this Other shoe. things I think you might need to go along with that pickleball exactly. paddle. And today's email was... Dick's flash sale. Of course. And as the marketing professionals say. <laughs> Hang on, no, stop. Somebody did not think that all through. All exposure is good exposure. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this is where we are right now. <clears throat> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, show. show. Don't, don't, don't tell. tell. <laughs> and maybe it's tell, but don't show. show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to I can't even say it. Just so, is all exposure good exposure? <laughs> Debate. Come to www.tellscreen.com where the latest version of Tell Don't Show podcast <laughs> is debuting. Okay. All exposure is not good exposure. <laughs> Take that up with people who design hospital gowns. <laughs> Okay, so whether or not a whole exposure is good exposure. So, honestly, this is why PR firms exist. So, you have public relations that can help take a bad situation to make it good or a good situation to make it greater. Um, they know how to be the classic, quote-unquote, spin doctors, right? Because we want to always put a positive spin on it. What can, the, what can we do to leverage this for our good, not our demise? <laughs> <laughs> 
I see jail time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Whoever is handling Dick's sporting goods marketing, we should talk. (laughs) (laughs) You you think you can do better than that? (laughs) Honestly, no. I mean, who's... Every every guy is going to be like, (laughs) actually, they, well, depending on the imagery that goes with that word, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if the ladies are getting it, they're like, hmm, maybe I should check this out. (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) But all the guys are laughing. All the guys are laughing. The guys are totally laughing. Um, But whether or not all exposure is good. So when you look at, um, first of all, you are getting somebody's attention. But then it's like, then what? So while attention, we all like to get attention, we also, if we're marketing, we want to make sure that there's an objective behind it and the next step for that. So if you are accidentally getting attention like somebody's flash sale. (laughs) (laughs) And I did not actually open the email. Trench coats (laughs) half off. It could be anything under that coat. Every time I see flash sale, I think of flash cubes with little cameras. Flash cubes. Pat's over here. We need to get him an extra mic. Yeah. Set, Set up. up the camera. <laughs> Set up the mic. I'll get one out if you want. Yeah, that'd be no, great. No, no. You, no, he says you? no, no, no all the time, but he's no, over here talking you, to us. Are you recording? Mm-hmm. You are? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we have editors for that. Hey, I don't I need to. i got to go here in a few minutes. <laughs> Irritate the faculty at the University of Louisville. <laughs> Pastor's jumping in to, to throw his voice every now and then. So um, that would be my main point. Like, while yes, it's great to get people's attention, always pay attention to the then what. Because you know, if it's if it's something bad, like how did you re- how did the leader of the country react to a national disaster? That could be good or bad. Either way, it could either unite a country or it could divide a country. Pick one throughout history. Don't care. Um, the same thing with a, a corporate, you know, leader. If something happens to somebody who's used a product or service within that corporation, then same thing. What is the leader going to do to be able to respond to that? This event has gotten attention, then what? Like how are you following it up with the intention behind where do you want to where do you want to pull people to? Closer to you, further away. That kind of stuff. So that would be my take on how this all started. <laughs> Well, thanks for the professional opinion. Of yeah, that. thanks. <laughs> Get us all out of the sophomore humor <laughs> mode. Next question. <laughs> I'm holding my tongue. <laughs> Seriously. So, thank goodness. In, in light of like all of these things that you're you're taking and you're inputting on our in all on see our pages of notes there that we get to talk about. Um, what have you been doing since our last podcast? So I know that you've been traveling. You've got some mm-hmm. things in the in the bucket over there. So February. Yeah. So February was our first uh, meeting in a while. So we went to uh, Austin. We, me, the Royal We. <laughs> I went to Austin, Texas, and uh, had a chance to. Yeah, the TOA summit meeting is usually our first uh, meeting of the year. And in fact, it was uh, the second to the last meeting before COVID shut us down in 2020. 
So I think it's only appropriate that we're kind of jumping back in with uh, with a good TOA meeting again. And if you've never been, uh, whether you need Texas CE hours or not, it's worth it to go for the barbecue. Oh, the, the hamburgers, the hot dogs, the spread—it's uh, it, worth it for that. And the uh, sauce on our equipment. And the sauce <laughs> on our equipment. <laughs> we, we we put that on the side. <laughs> but at the TOA meeting, I happened to have a booth that was located right next door to the Forty Four Farms buffet lunch and dinner spread. Oh, just happened. Just happened to be on the corner next to the food, <laughs> and and across from the doors of the bathroom. So you know, plan ahead, right? Perfect positioning, um, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my first visitors was, uh, I think I can actually say his name, Dr. Mark Allen from Texarkana. And uh, he said, you know, Wes, I just want to stop by. You know, we've been talking back and forth for, for two years now. I just want to stop by and see what I bought. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are coming next week to my office to install, but I, I thought I'd just kind of like to okay. see what I bought. <laughs> Yeah, nice. So uh, I guess the point is we've got Zoom. We've got all the COVID response measures to sort of kind of be there in person and still be able to show people how things work and what the software does and what the equipment looks like. But there's nothing like an in-person meeting just to get together, shake a hand, and after the hand sanitizer, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But but still, to see people again and get that human connection. And, oh, by the way, you know, I guess we're trustworthy people. People buy from us uh, without having seen our product lately. Uh, but it is a chance to push the buttons, see the screen. Well, it's a totally different lamp. buying experience whenever you can mm-hmm. look at the things and touch it and feel it and see how shiny it is. Like it's, oh, look, it's all brand new and it's this size and it'll fit here and it does all these cool things. And, you know, unless you've got a, <laughs> a ton of... A, a ton of ways to portray that experience virtually, which we don't. Like, you don't get the absolute full experience. Um, it's great to have it, that one-on-one and ability to, to try it out. Um, I think the uh, most important thing that most doctors don't think about, most people, is they're looking for a piece of equipment to do a certain thing. But the question is, are you buying expertise or are you buying a box of equipment? And and I had some years ago, he's now deceased, Herman Ginger, Herman Ginger from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Uh, that was a question he asked me at a booth uh, back in eons ago at an exhibit in Dallas, Texas. 2001. 2001. Uh, how? Well, that's eons ago. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, well, there are so many people here that, and different companies got to appear to be the same equipment. How do I know which one to buy? And he was serious in his question. And the answer was, well, you can buy equipment from anybody, but what you want is expertise for your practice. Because it's in your application of that equipment is where the real value is. How do you know you're getting expertise? And that's part of what an exhibit should be allow a doctor to determine he is I'm getting expertise from these folks I don't get from someplace else yep and uh, so recommendation to folks you're you're not going to look at equipment you're going to look for expertise and how, how would you know that and how can we convey expertise and that's the trick for marketing today. and that's the trick for, for marketing mm-hmm. and marketing now think about it that's the same problem 
that, that an optometrist or ophthalmologist has. There's lots of optometrists I can choose to go to for eye care, but how do I know I'm getting expertise? And so you have optometrists that hang their framed diplomas on the wall. Purpose of that is to convey expertise. There's optometrists that have used our equipment to take photos and actually produce framed photos on the wall of different eye conditions. So the people looking at them get a sense of expertise because this doctor always sees a lot of different things and so forth. Uh, so how does a doctor convey expertise to the patient? When they, when they have imaging and can show an image, and in that image say, uh, in, a, in, in a person without a particular problem, you wouldn't see this. What's a patient receiving? They're receiving expertise. And that's, that's why we got into imaging, quite frankly, was it's a way for doctors to convey expertise. So now I, I know you won't believe this, but I'm not really trying to sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> except it, expertise. Except, except expertise. expertise, yes, yes. <clears throat> Which honestly you should, like the selling of your expertise isn't anything harder than having the conversation with somebody. And problem solving, and you guys are discovering what their needs are, and all that kind of stuff. Those goes into classically would be categorized as a sales conversation. So then, how do we translate that to the marketing efforts? It it can be tricky. Like, it, sure, there's a website, there's your social media, there's different ways to do it, but the good old fashioned face to face conversations still cannot be beat. And they tend to be the most authentic. They're unfiltered Absolutely. by media. They're not scripted. They're, you know, Here he comes again. What, 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 what problem do you have for me today? But, and, but he but, doesn't need a mic. He, just just, needs, he doesn't need a mic. He, he scoots Wes out of the way. This yeah. is what happens. Uh, for, for doctors, for any of us, one of the best ways to know you're getting expertise is when the person who's delivering expertise can tell you I can't solve that problem. When they can tell you something that there's not gonna be a good solution or a reasonable cost solution. How many salespeople have ever told you to, you know, well, I don't think my product's for you based upon what you think you want? I personally have not had that experience yeah. very much. Yeah. And then, then I get myself into a situation where I may not be very happy about yeah. that. Well, we, we, we have told doctors before, after hearing why they want imaging, we have told doctors before, I don't think our product really is going to, you're going to be happy with it. And I'd rather have no customer than an unhappy customer. And we've, used, we've said that many times, it's true. If, if my expertise can't help a doctor deliver better service to their patients, they're not going to be happy. And there's no advantage to, to us to have an unhappy patient or unhappy doctor. So, mm -hmm. but expertise is, is related to what I know I can't deliver in terms of what you're seeking. And we, we have told doctors that. So, and some bought anyway. They knew what they were getting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that you get out of face-to-face meetings is the stories that have nothing whatsoever to do with optometry, but are just fun to share. Yeah, like those that we've gotten from Pat before. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of our customers in Texas uh, sold or practiced, uh, moved closer to her mom, who is late 80s. And now her mom doesn't really have the, the, the mental limitations, but she does need somebody to drive her around and get her places, and a little bit of help with the, the daily life type stuff. So she decided, you know, she was ready to close her practice, uh, sell and move, so she did. And uh, she uh, took her mom on a trip to Hawaii. I guess her mom's from Hawaii, lived there many years. And so thought it'd be great to take mom back to Hawaii. Nice. And yeah, yeah, great, uh, great idea. And so uh, yeah, they're in Hawaii and they're going out to a restaurant. And uh, this doctor, she has her GPS. Oh wait, I remember you telling me this one. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> she has her GPS set for the Australian voice. So think, uh, think Russell Crowe giving you directions. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> As you're driving down the road. And so the GPS is navigating, she's driving, and her mom says, this is not the way. We're going the wrong way. This is not the way to the restaurant. And she's like, mom, it's okay. The GPS is set for shortest time, not shortest route. This will get us there. A couple minutes later, GPS gives another turn direction, and mom says, this is not the way. We're going the wrong way. This is not the way to the restaurant. He's like, Mom, it's okay. Be patient. We'll get there. The directions are taking us the the shortest time. We'll we'll get there. And uh, about that time, the Australian voice says, uh, in two-tenths of a mile, turn right. And uh, Mom says again, we're going the wrong way. And the doctor says, Mom, just, just be patient. And Mom says, but the GPS... He's from Australia. What does he know about Hawaii? (laughs) (laughs) So they get to the restaurant eventually. And her mother says, this is not the restaurant I wanted to go to. So, so I guess fundamental principle is mom was right. We're going the wrong way for the restaurant she wanted to go to. (laughs) Sounds like an event terribly close to home, so I'm going to go. (laughs) Hang a left down the the hallway. (laughs) So is this this the same doctor that also had the experience of the waiting in line? Yes. (laughs) Oh, do tell that one. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's the story that reminds me of my mother-in-law, who's uh, now departed. But uh, apparently, they they had a craving for a, a local pastry, and uh, they drove thirty minutes to get to the bakery that they wanted to go to. And uh, mom went in to to go get what they needed, and Doctor parked the car and sat and waited. And about twenty minutes later, here comes mom, empty-handed. Mom, where's the pastry? She's like, well, they were out. Like, well, how long is it going to take them to make some more? Oh, about five more minutes, but I don't want to wait. <laughs> After 20 minutes. Oh After a 30-minute drive and a 20-minute wait, you couldn't do five more minutes. <laughs> but I guess at that age, if you're done waiting, you're done waiting. <laughs> I, 
I love hearing all the stories because even in business, whenever we can get to that point where we're sharing stories of life together, it just reminds you that we're in the human business, not just... I have this system that is perfect for what you're doing, mm-hmm. business. Um, I love that. Any more good stories? What else you got? Well, I did get a call today that was a little bit unexpected from another Texas doctor who uh, practices in a Walmart. And uh, he was thinking about retiring in June. And apparently, maybe Walmart heard about that in advance. But uh, his lease, which was uh, up at the end of February, was not renewed. So... Now he's cleaning out his office today and, you know, moving the equipment that he owns and leaving behind what, what they own. And uh, so he's retiring just a little bit early. But uh, yeah, so the call to me was, how do I take this uh, imaging system off the slit lamp? And uh, then, you know, yeah, since I'm obviously uh, shutting down early, uh, what can we do with it? So I said, well, we can do a consignment sale for you make sure that you realize whatever residual value is in it. And uh, you know, happy to do that. Got a standard formula and spreadsheet, and can run through. You know, here's when you bought it. Here's about what it's worth today. If you sold it to a new doctor who was taking over and didn't have to move it anywhere, then you'd probably realize this much money. And if you sold it to a used equipment dealer who has to take it out, check it out, upgrade it, sell it, install it, service it, support it, you know, give a 30-day warranty to the next customer, you're probably going to get less and maybe about this much. And then if we do a consignment sale and we take it back and we refurbish and we upgrade whatever needs to be upgraded and now it becomes one of our pre-owned systems, then, yeah, we can do that for you and, you know, you will get about this much. And all you have to do is uh, put these pieces in the box and send it to us and we'll do the rest. So... We uh, we have that opportunity now to <laughs> to do some more work for him, but it also means you know, one more pre-owned system that uh, that now becomes available for a new home. Yeah. Oof. So, I hope when I retire, number one, it's uh, before I reach Pat's age, and, <laughs> and number two, that it's not unexpected. It's someone else's whim. <laughs> I retire every forty thousand miles, just to let you know. <laughs> it's not Friday. <laughs> there should be a pun jar for, with, a, with a fine in it. <laughs> Seriously, and if y'all didn't catch that. <laughs> I said I retire every 40,000 miles. <laughs> so. Yeah, if you have to explain a pun, it's really, really bad. <laughs> retire. <laughs> okay, it was really bad. <laughs> Welcome to my life, y'all. <laughs> I'm on my best behavior today. I just want you to know. Yeah, you've been a little under the weather. Yeah, pretty much all the weather. (laughs) Welcome to Louisville. (laughs) Oh, that was the other thing I learned in Austin, Texas. What's that? They have mountain cedar fever. Oh, that's right. You didn't. (laughs) It's not hay fever like we have in the Midwest. It's mountain cedar fever. And when your pollen counts are hitting triple digits, yeah. That is not a good day. 90 is high. It was over 250 on Friday when I was there. And I discovered I'm allergic to mountain cedar pollen. Yay! Which which actually I did learn comes from a juniper tree. It's not a cedar at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's the name. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, right now as we do this podcast, don't we all have like some physical issues going on? Right. Like so Ken, you've got the sinus infection. Oh yeah. I've got it's all it's firmly firmly resid- residing in my vocal cords. So I get the nice raspy voice thinking about trying out for uh, the voice right now. <clears throat> he does not smoke three packs a day, despite <laughs> how it sounds. <laughs> But I can do those commercials if you need an actor, a voice actor, for smoking three packs a day and emphysema. I think I'm, I'm, I'm well on my way. So. I don't know. I've my back has been thrown out, so I'm on the mend, which is fantastic. Don't throw your back out until you have a backup plan. <laughs> Brace yourself. More puns coming. <laughs> Here we go. She's immobilized. <laughs> Torture her now. <laughs> so, as we wrap up this episode today. Don't you uh, want to hear where I went? <laughs> I went to University of Alabama to teach, uh, well, to provide equipment for their laser course so that they can teach uh, third-year students how to fire a laser. Cool. So that they'll be advanced (coughs) procedure certified when they graduate. I love that for them. uh, There were a lot of students there. I think like, I don't know, 50, 60, 70, something like that. Definitely two full classrooms and all spread out with all their COVID protocols and masks and everything. So while I was there, uh, I got to deliver equipment, have my car break down, have to fix the car in between the laser course. So, you know, and then get back in time to pack stuff up and, of course, check on the systems, the, I don't know, 14, 15 systems we got there and, and uh, you know, make sure they're all functioning well and, you know, and head out in a nice little two-day extravaganza. And this is why I don't have pictures for social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nowhere in that list was there... You know, let me take a picture of this for Christy. No. So <laughs> I took a picture with some, some students from the Rosenberg School of Optometry. And we've gotten some engagement on that. From, so thank you all yeah. for those of are following along on Facebook. Yeah. University of Incarnate Word, where uh, Dr. Sandra Fortenberry is the new dean of the optometry school. Shout out to her. Um, and the uh, second year students did say... I wish we had an imaging system for our practicals. Yay! <laughs> so just, just to plant that seed, they, the students like video. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I'm not in their industry. I'm not medical whatsoever. But even to me, it makes sense to be able to see it at that depth of here's what's going on. I, I'd probably be nerding out all day about it, too. But... I'm a marketing person. Gross eyeballs pictures <laughs> are not my thing on a daily basis. <laughs> Maybe they should be. <laughs> I'm not decorating my walls with them. So we did have one student who says, everybody who examines my eyes always mentions the little red dot. Can I see the little red dot? And uh, I was like, sure, we've got 40X on this little lamp. Let's crank that baby out. <laughs> So, in the limbic region, there's a little um, collection of uh, uh, blood vessels that kind of, you know, twirl around a little bit and just make a little red dot. And, uh, so, he has a little she, red dot. Yeah. She, she, she has, has a, a little red dot. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Just on the boundary of the iris. So, things that make you special. The kind you find in a secondhand store. <laughs> <laughs> You're mixing little red Corvette and raspberry beret. Right. <laughs> For those who didn't get the Prince reference. 
Okay. <laughs> if you have not laughed at some point during this podcast, I'm sorry. You have a real sense of humor. <laughs> I'm not offended. I get this all the time. I have children. <laughs> Welcome to our world. We do hope that you're enjoying these podcasts. If you have any questions or comments, actually, why don't you tap into the expertise that is sitting across the table from me on this podcast with Kit Harris and Wes Harris, and whenever he pops in, Pat Harris, um, on all things eye care industry, imaging systems, technology, things like that. Um, they've learned a lot in the business because they have real relationships with all of their clients and those who are learning from them for the very first time and haven't become clients yet. So tap into the knowledge base that we have here at Telscreen. Dot com. Um. <laughs> hit the contact form and hit submit. That's right. That's right. Um, or if you have something that you'd like us to talk about on this podcast of Show Don't Tell, please let us know. Because, guys, all we, we always need new ideas of how to keep it fresh and relevant and stuff that you like to know about. So let us know, everybody out there, please, and thank you. And thanks for joining the special edition of Tell Don't Show. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored or affiliated at all with Dick's Sporting Goods or Best Buy. That's right. And if you ever decide to have your own flash sale, please clarify. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are out. Thanks, everybody. Bye.